the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead, nhtalkradio.com. Get all the back episodes of the show. Find the New England Take on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, Pocket Cast, anywhere you can think of, you can find it. Uh, excited today to be joined by Reverend Heidi Carrington Heath. She's the executive director of the New Hampshire Council of Churches. Welcome to the show. Thanks, AJ. Glad to be with you. So I happened upon a, an article over on NHPR.com with, uh, that Paul Kuno Booth wrote about, wrote on, and uh, he's a friend of the show I've had on uh, once or twice before to talk about various uh, articles he's written. Uh, but this is titled, New Hampshire Churches Condemn Wokenessless, Saying It Could Spur Harassment. We're going to be talking about uh, the Free State Project's recent listing that they created churches. Actually, I don't know how old the list is, but the, the list that's referenced in the article, we'll, we'll talk about that and the problems you might have have with it but I want to start off with get a baseline like what is the New Hampshire Council of Churches and what organizations are a part of it great question thanks for having me and thanks for a chance to have this conversation so the New Hampshire Council of Churches is the statewide ecumenical organization here in New Hampshire ecumenical is a fancy church word for multi-denominational so we are comprised of nine denominations and around 300 congregations across the state of New Hampshire. And we work collectively across the state in different ways to care for and support congregations and clergy, um, to do the work of Christian unity across our differences in, in different ways. And we work um, you know, advocating for God's love for the marginalized in the public square here in New Hampshire. So with with these churches, like, is there like a specific uh, grouping of churches that make up a majority of it? Are there specific ideologies that are more likely to be a part of this group? Good question. We are a diverse group. So a number of the folks who hold membership with us are who you might hear referred to as the mainline in Christianity. So think Episcopalian, Presbyterian, um, United Church of Christ, folks who are, are sort of from similar roots in the church world. Um, but we do represent a, a pretty wide variety of beliefs and understandings. We do not always agree with one another. Each denomination holds equal representation. So no one denomination, for example, gets more representatives um, in the organization than another, though different denominations may have different numbers of churches across the state just by nature of, of how that plays out geographically. But we really work to, you know, to listen well to all voices at the table and to have important and crucial conversations across lines of difference. So a couple minutes ago, you said that an important mission of the council is for representation of uh, different communities that maybe aren't represented in the mainstream. Can, can you expand a little bit about what you mean by that? Sure. So we like to use the phrase um, advocating for God's love for the marginalized. So really looking at who groups of people who in the public square are the last, the lost, the least, and the left behind. So folks whose voices may not be included in a room or who may be um, a minority in a room. So example, like we might at any given time get asked to testify on a piece of legislation um, that feels particularly pertinent to our work as a council of churches um, around a group of folks it feels really important to us that their voices are heard 
or, you know, so we work on anti-racism, um, we work on issues of gun violence, we work on issues of public education, just gives you a little bit of a sense. And that to great lead into to the article that 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 Paul Kuna both wrote about once again at nhpr.com um, which I'll link to in the podcast episode at nhtalkradio.com if you want to go to our website too so uh, the list has tons of different churches across the state lists the names of the church the denomination that they are or the difference whether they're Christian or whatever else it may be um, and then they also have a listing that is wokeness <laughs> which uh, which could mean many different things. It's kind of an overused meme at this point in the mainstream culture, unfortunately, which kind of hurts with, with uh, it being an effective way of classifying churches. I, I think they mean certain other things that we'll dive into. Uh, but generally speaking, is there a problem with an organization like the Free Staters putting together a list of churches and the different beliefs of them into a specific place before we dive into maybe the problematic nature of a wokeness scale? Yeah, I would say, you know, if this list had just been a compilation of churches, their denominational affiliation, and perhaps sort of a little summary about their interpretation about of what that meant, I would be much less concerned with it than I am currently. And I'll, I'll stop there for now, since I know you'll have some questions. But just um, if that's all the list had been... I would have been much less concerned about it than I am with with its current contents. Okay, so woke. So when I think the term woke, and I'm assuming this is the um, implementation of the term by the free staters when they put this together, is um, activist, left wing, various thing ideologies within that uh, focus on LGBTQ plus uh, activism, anti-racism, things like that are both specific things that are mentioned in the list. Uh, do you feel like, because I feel like it's very important nowadays, especially to set, this is what the terms mean to, to the people discussing it. So we're, we're on equal ground. Does, does that sound fair? Yeah. Okay. So I, I guess from the free staters perspective, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a supporter of this list. I'll talk about my problems with a list being up there, period, when it comes to this. But generally speaking, with churches being religious organizations that you tend to spend an extensive amount of time in if you're really dedicated to the church, isn't it important to know the the scale of whether they're diving into activism versus more traditional focus on um, what you think of not maybe this is this is a way for you to clarify maybe to me is where's the line between activism and more traditional belief in follow in teachings from the bible being the focus yeah and i would say for many of us who are practicing christians me included those two things are not separate conversations so for me my belief in the gospel and my belief in my sacred text is what compels me to activism or to work in the world on behalf of others. And that is true for a wide variety of Christians, of people of faith who, you know, who work from their traditions and their studying of sacred texts and their religious practice to live that out in the world. A piece of how they live out their religious beliefs and their practice in the world is to do different kinds of advocacy work. And so in that vein, um, you know, I am always a fan of churches, for example, on their website, being really explicit about who they are and what they support and what kind of work they do. I think that is good information for folks to have. 
Um, in this case, I am not, uh, I don't believe the intention here was, for example, just to say, oh, you know, this church holds this set of beliefs or this church does this kind of activism. What do you think they're trying to get by doing this then? Yeah, you know, I, so upon my first reading of the list, and I've, I've read it a couple of times since then, I really believe in this case that, that the dissemination on social media kind of with the tagline of woke churches is in this case um, a racist dog whistle that's designed to incite particular action or behavior. And my concern anytime we see religious communities or organizations pulled together like us with very specific notations about things like anti-racism commitments, LGBTQ plus inclusion, COVID-19 mitigation was another thing included here that, that it's designed to sort of lift those communities up in a way that they might be targeted. And, and that's concerning for me. Okay. Uh, I, I guess my concern, so generally speaking, my problem with there being list is it, it can lead to something like that uh, very easily. I, I guess this is not, to me, this uh, this seems very deep. Like, you got to go to this Wikipedia thing that is specifically just followed by the free staters. It's basically a... <laughs> The way I equate it is like their Wikipedia site's like a, a your tour guide for the state of New Hampshire if you're going to be a free stater moving to the state. They have a very specific audience they're trying to look for. I'm not a free stater. I'm a very libertarian leaning or uh, individual, which is no secret in the show. I've had Americans for Prosperity individuals on the show a whole bunch. I've had a bunch of people that definitely don't like the the Americans for Prosperity organization on the show a bunch. That's uh, why so I was happy to have you on the show and I'm glad you're open to having a conversation about it. Um, but is isn't that taking it kind of far to say this this is a racist dog whistle? Like I don't. First of all, I don't understand where where you're getting the racism bit from. Yeah, I appreciate the question and glad that you asked. You know, this list is being published at a time in New Hampshire when we are seeing a concrete rise in white supremacist and hate activity across the state. I mean, multiple documented, very public. Um, instances of groups like NSC 131, who's a documented white supremacist organization. And those things are happening consistently and pretty boldly. And I name that to say, you know, by no means am I drawing a, a connection here between the list and, and those folks, but these things don't happen in isolation. You know, this is, this is happening in a broader culture of our state where we are seeing an uptick in and hate activity, an uptick in targeting of immigrant communities, an uptick in anti-LGBTQ legislation, those sorts of things. And so, by all means, you know, do I? Is it possible that that I'm wrong here? I may be. I'm certainly willing to say that. Um, but I don't. I don't think it's a stretch as much as it may feel like it is. And and I'll just name it. The, the free staters. I mean, generally speaking, I don't think there's been any indication from that organization you could see it politically like maybe they're they're way too lax when it comes to certain things which obviously they disagree with a fair bit of of your personal beliefs it's it's, it's obvious with judging by the uh uh political nature of some of the things that you're you're discussing uh i mean how else would would they do this i mean it, to me i the term woke is can be it can be uh, a negative thing to do, obviously, but I think it's the more colloquial way of indicating these are organizations that are activists focus as part of their teachings, which many people that go to church, myself included, generally speaking, uh, I don't want that to necessarily be the focus. 
Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, broadly speaking, um, across our 300 churches in New Hampshire in particular, uh, you will find the focus most Sundays, uh, you know, to be what you would expect when you go to church, you know, prayer and study of scripture and time and community, all of those things. That work may then, you know, spawn activism or advocacy in the community in different ways. Um, but we represent a really wide variety of of beliefs in our individual congregations. And so, um, you know, that looks different across different different communities. But would also just say, too, for some of our communities, um, you know, certainly the one I'm a part of, for example, it's really core to our understanding of Christianity that all folks are created in God's image. And so we, you know, we live that out in our practices in terms of anti-racism, LGBTQ plus inclusion. Etc. So I just just because it's I have to bring it up because Jeremy Kaufman was quoted in the article and he he's there's a level of people on the internet where you have to consider <laughs> where is the line between where where the real individual is with their ideology is versus the internet personality. You can say that about all sorts of people. If you're out spend a half an hour on YouTube, you're gonna find a breadth of people with. Yeah, they honestly feel a certain way. They're very, they may be libertarian. They may be uh, have their their key thing they're super focused on. But when you talk to them in the real world, there's a different line. So we got to keep in mind. I think Jeremy Kaufman is forty percent character. Could be wrong. Never met the guy. But this was his quote in here on NHPR. Uh, the Enhanced Council of Churches sounds pretty woke and is probably full of socialists, frustrated by how much liberty is winning in New Hampshire. <laughs> it. it it, it's a funny line. I, I'm sorry, but, but I mean, what's your direct response to Jeremy's quote in here? If you have anything else from what you've already mentioned. No, I mean, I think I've said what I can say about that at this point, which is we're a large and diverse organization who represents a large and diverse um, body of churches across the state. And, and we represent, it is not new territory for us to practice having difficult conversations across multiple lines of belief and difference um, politically, religiously. Otherwise, we do that work for a living. It's, we're an ecumenical organization. That's, I mean, that's a tenant of our work. Um, so we are not comprised of folks of one viewpoint, um, but we do feel strongly as an organization that, um, you know, there, there is some, some troubling history when organizations get listed out in this way and so we we felt like we wanted to speak into that definitely agree with you on the last bit of it that's that's my kind of big question mark with this whole whole thing is that last little bit hey look considering what we've talked about today's episode i mean where would you say i guess this is my own personal question when it comes to this as someone who's grown up baptist christian very much believe in god where's the line between a church fo- putting so much of this focus, I understand you put it as it, it, they're tied very intricately together, the, the way you feel. But there's many, many, many other stories in the Bible that that, that are important from, from uh, just metaphor and just historical and things like that. Where's the line between that focus on these LGBTQ plus rights and anti-racism and such and the more traditional teaching of the Bible that people mainly think of when they when they think of church if they're not involved in one of these churches mm-hmm. yeah i you know i would say again for me i think 
those two things are inextricably linked. They're a part of that broader history and that sacred story. Um, they are not the only piece of the story by any stretch of the imagination. The Bible's a long book. There's a lot of story to tell mm-hmm. and a lot of text to learn from. And so that is the place from which um, any work we do in the world to feed the hungry, to care for the poor, um, to advocate for inclusion springs from in Christian community. It is rooted in those sacred stories of which there are many and in the life and example of Jesus Christ. And that is the center of, you know, of our life together. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I, I'm always very conflicted by it because, I mean, there's also that line where it's very, I mean, for people that are out there, they're looking for churches. Say they want to avoid this list because of the problematic nature of it. What's what's your opinion of people that are looking at, like, church websites and such and just online and maybe attending a church to find the church that kind of suits that need where maybe they they do like agree with you on a lot of what you're saying, but maybe they don't agree with you necessarily and they want kind of a different approach to it or somewhere in the middle. Like what what are suggestions people for that are investigating this? Um, my biggest advice is, you know, look, um, do some Googling of churches in your area, read church websites, church websites, especially in 2022, will tell you a lot about a community and who they are, reach out and have a conversation with the pastor. If you're not sure, I don't know a minister across the state of New Hampshire or a faith leader who wouldn't welcome that kind of conversation to say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about this. I'm not sure I have these questions. Always happy, happy yeah. to have that conversation. Um, similarly, if we can be of help to you at the Council of Churches, if you're curious about a community or want to ask a question, um, we're always happy to try to help make a connection for you with somebody who's a good conversation partner about that. But yeah, church websites, social media, those sorts of things will give you a little flavor of the community and have a conversation with with the pastor. And the other thing I'll say is listen for recommendations in your local community. So example, like we have a local um, Facebook page here on the seacoast and not uncommon for people to say, I'm looking for a church kind of here's loosely what I'm looking for. What do you think? And people will make recommendations of particular communities and what they love about them. Yeah, that's right. And church should be very important to, it's great to have a church in your community because there's so many levels of uh, fellowship, uh, yeah. things during the week. I mean, make sure every yeah. Sunday you're making it there. Uh, it, it's, uh, can you speak a little bit to what the importance of that? Yeah, absolutely. So there are, you know, whether you are Christian or not, there are lots of different kinds of faith communities in New Hampshire, but church, you know, churches in particular are are certainly my specialty area. And I really would encourage you, you know, explore and plug into local churches in your community or in your geographic area, if that's something you're curious about. Um, There are places you can be fed spiritually and actually fed meals and and break bread around the table with others. There are places that can help care for your kids and give your kids some grounding and community and in a belief structure beyond themselves, which is a really wonderful and helpful tool for kids as they grow to have some grounding in a broader community. For me, churches and faith communities are one of the last places we are really practicing intergenerational community right now. So you can go to church or to synagogue on a Uh, a day of the week and be in community with folks from 90 to two years old or 90 to infancy. Um, And there's a really beautiful element there that, um, that I think is really special and really sacred. 
So yeah, get plugged in. If you're interested, get plugged into a church in your local community, get to know your local clergy, talk to your friends about where they go to church and what they love about it. And, you know, and churches are really important to the health of communities, I think, too. They do work to catch folks who may not be caught by other kinds of social services or who may fall through a gap in a program. Um, so lots and lots of good work happening. They help house, you know, a lot of our churches are working on immigration and, and refugee stuff. So, yeah. Reverend get, get plugged in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Get plugged into a church, find one, look around online. Website, church websites are shockingly good. I think they're better than some state websites, unfortunately, which is very pathetic. But <laughs> Reverend Heidi Carrington Heath, Executive Director of New Hampshire Council of Churches, thank you so much for this conversation. Thanks, AJ. I appreciate your candor and your good questions. The New England Take on WKXL. We'll be right back after this.